If we would have never had this conversation, that's what I think is funny. Because now when Kim and I get into an argument, You're I'm just, just going to start shadow, shadow boxing as fast as I can. And she's going to know that I'm upset and I need to release my anger. And give me a second and I'll come, I'll come back. I can't. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. And if it's your first time tuning in, welcome to the 19th episode of the podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Erin G, and we're the creators of the online course for healthcare travelers, Traveler School, and also the Facebook group, Travel Life Freedom and Scrubs. Yeah. um, And I think what we're most excited about... Yeah, it's a new venture. It's our new... Is the uh, Freedom and Scrubs Adventures. Is that what we're calling it? Yes, Freedom and Scrubs Adventures. Why wouldn't we? I mean, it makes sense. It's pretty darn cool, too. So basically what we thought of is is Kim and I travel all all over the place, basically in the United States for work and outside for fun. So Mm -hmm. we thought we would always wanted to build community around that as well. Um, And we always said, even when we go on our trips, how cool would it be to have a group, you know, and just be able to like hang out in these different areas and explore and adventure and be inspired by what we're seeing, what we're doing, and each other. And so that was kind of the thought process behind it. And I'm obsessed with planning. I love researching. I love planning. I love finding the best spots. I I love all of it. I get wrapped up in all the details. I'm obsessed with it. And so we thought, hey, wouldn't it be fun? Let's plan a trip. Let's hike the Inca Trail. Let's see if anybody wants to come with us. We'll organize everything. We'll lead the trip. And um, we'll get a group of travelers that, you know, a lot of a lot of people in our community travel solo. And so one of the cool things about being a healthcare traveler is we get a lot of time off and we can arrange our schedules to get time off and we can take as much time off as we want. So we have a lot of freedom there, but a lot of people are nervous to travel outside of the country on their own or they don't want to plan or all of that. So we're like, let's create something and, and we'll get the group and we'll do the thing. And so we put it out there and then literally like an hour later it sold out. An hour later it sold <laughs> it out. It was insane. Yeah. It was in so we're like, whoa, I guess people are interested. Well, not only did it sell out, but there was people like, Did I get in? Did I get in? I wanna get in, I wanna go, I yeah. wanna go. And we're like, Oh my gosh. It was like, a whole thing. We actually had to turn people away. We started it being like, Does anybody wanna go? Yeah. And then it turned into, Oh my god, we have to turn people away. Yeah. And that was really cool because one, you know, Kim and I have always said, and of course we're completely biased in this thought process but we think we're pretty badass travelers and like our trip our trips are amazing and we know that because when we tell people about our trip they're like dude I just got back from France and I never knew that existed or I never knew you could do that or holy crap that sounds amazing so based off of people's feedback um, I think we just like to get off the beaten path and find hidden treasures and experience the culture yeah and so, anyways, that's yeah. our next venture that we're going to be doing in May of next year with a group of 22 travelers. It was supposed to be 16. Yeah. Which is, um, well, I was going to say, too, it really kind of put that tagline together because we always, Freedom and Scrubs was our tagline. Yeah. Right? And then we were like, wait a minute, that's a cool name. Yeah. So that became the name, but the tagline now has been Educate, Inspire, Adventure. I love that. Which is really cool because it encompasses everything we do. Yeah. We educate about the healthcare community or industry, inspire through sharing our stories, mistakes, all the things on our podcasts and our trainings, and then now really adventuring and taking people along with us. So 
we're super excited and there will definitely be more trips that we'll be planning in the future so stay tuned for that yeah all right let's get into the episode we have a good one we're talking about some relationship stuff um focusing on some relationship advice that is pretty common did i say advice or i don't know what i said advice yeah that was weird yeah um that's pretty common but is pretty bad advice yeah we think it's the worst advice you can have on a relationship and so we're gonna talk about that and then uh talk about anger and uh, a little bit about our anniversary weekend and all that kind of stuff so yep. this is a relationship packed episode so let's just get into it let's do it was that the intro noise i was making Okay, for real, let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay. Okay, so this weekend we were heading to Mendocino. I always say that. I know. Mendocino. Mendocino. We're not sure. Mendocino. Yeah, Mendocino, California, the northern California coast. It's south. It's like 15 minutes south of Fort Bragg. Yeah. Honestly, one of the most beautiful places. It really is. Oh my gosh. So. For those of you guys who know me well, I'm a Rhode Island gal. I mean, oh I am at heart. Okay, I lived in Florida for no, a long time. No, she really is at heart. Like, I am obsessed and with I know New where England. You're, I know where you're going with this. Okay. I'm obsessed with New England. I love New England vibes. The shingles, the smells. It just has like its own special magical energy. And Aaron always makes fun of me because if we go certain places. We go anywhere. And it has a new... I always say, this is kind of like a New England town. She goes into one neighborhood, sees one house with shingles, and says, oh my God, it's like Rhode Island. I'm a sucker for shingles. It's I like, really... I love no, it. it's like California. I know, but New England is known for their shingles. It has its own just like vibe to it. it so Mendocino, and I was reading about it, they actually call it the New England of the West Coast. Which to me can't get any more perfect because I'm obsessed with New well, England, but say, I also love the West Coast. Didn't they actually say it's like Nan- the yeah. Nantucket? So they say Mendocino is like they basically take a Nantucket and they put it on the West Coast. Except they didn't have any lobster rolls. Well, and so again, like I use the <laughs> phrase it's like a New England town loosely because there was no chowder, there was no lobster rolls, no there co-hops, was no um, baked, stuff baked stuffies. And no yeah, Narragansetts, no Nary's, <laughs> and there was like a couple shingles, but I mean, you know. it did the architecture in the style of the city did look like almost like Musquamacut, you think, kind of slash a western town, yeah. But it had the beauty of the cliffs and the Pacific, mm-hmm. and the water was literally like turquoise, yeah, I mean, it was, it was insane, it was, it was so beautiful. So we went there for the weekend to celebrate our nine-year wedding anniversary. Yeah. Our actual anniversary is next week on the 13th of November. Mm-hmm. And we're heading back to Florida. We have to get up really early. Our flight's like at, what, 4 a.m. or something? Our flight is at 5 a.m. on the 14th. So we're going to be spending our anniversary night in the beautiful city of Sacramento. Which is kind of cool. Well, we always like to go somewhere different for I'm open for it. So, yeah, we'll be staying at, like, the Comfort and Suites in Sacramento for our anniversary yeah. before we leave for Florida. Can't take a ho to a hotel. Hotel everyone. Whatever. The Comfort <laughs> Suites is fancy. That's true. It's fancy for us. We're usually, like, Motel 6 people. Yeah. Well, not you. I am. It'll be good. You're a snob. But what's cool about it, too, is um, 
you know, Kim and I have this little thing that we've done in our relationship. I've actually never heard anybody else do this. Um, I but feel like we're trendsetters. We, we are. And so feel free to take this and then spread it and then say, Kim and Aaron G on the podcast, when you share this podcast with your friends, um, you can tell them about, you know, our little trend here that, that we're starting. But basically what starting, we, we've been nine years deep. We now. literally did this before we even had our first anniversary, which was really cool is we made the decision to alternate anniversaries, meaning Kim, I planned year one completely. That completely was a planned great it. Year. Great year. It would have been great. That was Except awesome. He's saying Twaylor Swift. Twaylor. <laughs> I've never heard of Twaylor Swift. Taylor Swift. It wasn't Taylor Swift. Really, it was Dixie oh, Chicks, yeah. Traveling Soldier. Right. And you went batshit bonkers. Dixie Chicks, if you're listening, you ruined our one year anniversary. Two days past 18. <gasps> that song still makes my blood boil. Yeah, I know. You got so mad. Whatever. That the song was more important than our conversation. Okay, just to put it into context, I was spilling my heart and soul. No, you weren't. And sharing no, you weren't. my deepest, darkest secrets you were with you. And as I was we were talking about s'mores or hot dogs. No. I was sharing my deepest, darkest secrets, and you decided to sing Traveling Soldier. What I said was, per sentence. ooh, I love this song. And you said, is that song more important than what I was saying? And it was just like, boom. Yeah. Wildfire. Rude. Basically, what I was saying was, we do every other year. so We plan every other yeah. year. So... I love that because, okay, so A, we're not gift people. Like, I don't want a gift. I don't want a present for our anniversary. Like, we've never done that from the get. We've always said that for our anniversary, we want to have an experience together where we go somewhere. Typically, we prefer some somewhere we've never been before. I was, yeah, I was wondering if you are going to say that. Yeah, something new and something different. So it's an experience that's brand new that we get to have together for the first time. And so one year Aaron will plan an experience and I just get to enjoy it and show up and have a good time. And he's in charge of planning everything. And then the next year I plan it and Aaron gets to just show up and like have a good time. Yeah, that's like, it's like full all inclusive. Like we plan dinner, we plan breakfast, we plan where we're going for lunch, we plan the hotel, we plan the activities, Everything. everything. And it's nice because it gives the person to plan to like you know express their own yeah and then the other person doesn't have to do shit right so this year i planned and so i we went to mendocino we only had a day you know we didn't get to go too far but we had never been out there before Mm -hmm. um and so i created an itinerary basically of exactly what we were gonna do and of course there's flexibility in there but basically just kind of like this is what we're gonna do everything's planned and all aaron had to do is pack his bag get in the car, and then we went and had a great time. So mm-hmm. I think that's really cool for couples. Like, even if it's you're not going anywhere, but whether it's, like, you're doing something in town, like some kind of um, activity that you've never done together, like one person plans it, and you go do something fun and different, and you yeah. just celebrate your relationship. It could be, like, dinner, escape room, and a movie. Yeah. I just think it's super important because some people don't think, you know, anniversaries are important. And who doesn't? I don't know. Like people are just like, oh, I don't, you know, whatever. We just we'll we'll do dinner and like call it a day. I think deep down people feel like they're important. I think that's something that just comes over time of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah like over time, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. But I think that like we've always made a conscious effort. I think 
to really celebrate our relationship because let's be real, like relationships are work and they can be challenging. And, you know, every day each one of us is showing up, wanting to be a better version of ourselves, wanting to be a better partner, wanting to work on our own stuff to, to be better. And so it's like, you should take the time to really celebrate that Mm -hmm. and like have fun together and just kind of take a look back on the year and, yeah, that's what I was going to add was I almost feel like our relationship is our New Year's Eve. Yeah. It's like, all right, what are we going to accomplish this year? Yeah. You know? And a lot of times we didn't do it this weekend, but typically on the day of our anniversary, we'll do, you know, when, when we're eating or having glass of wine or whatever, we'll always ask like, you know, what, what was like really great this year? Like what worked this year? Like, what do you want to work on going into next year? And we can kind of each What do you always say? It's your good, your bad, and your... You always say it. I just I totally forgot what you always say. Your what? best, your worst, and your something. Your middle. Never have yeah, said that we used, in my life. Yes, you have. <laughs> Never. Yes, you have. We did that. The good, the bad, and the ugly. No, we used to do that. What was your? Anyway, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. But what was cool was on our way to Mendocino. Did you want to add anything else about the weekend? Nope. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think it's just oh, but next year is our big ten year, so it's on me. You're in charge, but I'm secretly planning behind the scenes going to Greece. Hint, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just plan the activities, but that'll okay. be good. And the dinners, all the things. Yeah, but um, one really cool thing that I really love about our trips that we take is you and I will always, you know, put on something inspiring, whether it be a book or a podcast or something. Um, and we had a four-hour drive from where we were going. So this time we actually listened to a podcast. And it was crazy because they were talking about... It was funny. In a way, they were talking about his relationship with his kids. And then it went to his wife. Yeah. And it really wasn't like a relationship podcast. It just happened to go down that trajectory. And you and I were talking about it. And I really love it because, you know, hopefully you guys are nodding your head and you can relate to this. Is when you get that inspired moment, that inspired hit... And you're literally just talking and things like bombs are dropping in a good way, like mic drop moments all the time. Well, Kim and I were having that conversation. I actually said, man, I really wish that we could put the microphone on right now because this is what I want to record. This is like the raw, uncut. Yeah. We'll never be able to duplicate that conversation. Right. We were so like in it. Right, and this podcast that we're doing now was, was inspired, inspired from that. From that, yeah. And that's actually where even the podcast came about. Is we always have these really deep talks, like mm-hmm. just randomly about all kinds of stuff, and we're like, wouldn't it be cool if we had a, a mic right here where we could remember? And it was almost like remembering what we said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where the podcast even came from. But so this is where this conversation was stemmed from, and what they were talking about, which we thought was really interesting was they said that in a relationship, you have to pick and choose your battles. Did they say that or were they saying you don't? No, they were saying you do because you and I were like... Bullshit. That's bullshit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the worst fucking advice I've ever heard. And we all hear that all the time. Pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose your battles. And so we kind of dug into it and and, and we got into like how we really feel about that. And I want to add real quick. We said bullshit and fuck that and worst advice, but... On the surface, yeah, I understand it. But when you dive deep into it, when it's you bullshit. you really think about it right. and like peel the layers back, which is what we always do. So don't send do. us hate mail on like... Yeah. We always like to dissect things and like go deeper with it. And that's yeah. kind of what we did this conversation. And the caveat to it is like, yes, this is great advice and it makes sense. When we're talking about like... 
everyday really stuff. Really small things, mm-hmm. right? Like small things that are just considered nitpicky like or Like you, you didn't stack the Tupperware correctly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you really, do you have to say every little thing that you want to say that's bugging you about the other person? Like, it's probably best not to do that. You I didn't bite, load the dishwasher properly. Yeah. I bite my tongue like 10 times a day mm-hmm. because... Oh. Of all the things. Um, the ice and the blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so should you pick and choose your quote-unquote battles when it comes to the small stuff? Absolutely, right? But what we dug into is the bigger stuff. The mm-hmm. the stuff that actually bothers you, the stuff that is has a deeper meaning, the things that actually really do affect and you and your you. relationship. Is it smart? And this is the question we ask ourselves. Is it smart to really choose the stuff that you want to bring into your relationship and communicate about and try to work through together? Or do you want to push it under the rug? Is that the smartest thing to do because you don't want to get into a fight or you shouldn't pick this battle because it's not as important as this battle? Like that I find is absolute bullshit because if you don't communicate about the things that are going on in your relationship that bug you or rub you the wrong way in a deeper, on a real level, then there's no opportunity to move through it, to work on it, to heal it. And the other person doesn't know what's going on if you don't communicate with them and then it ends up blowing up. It ends up festering. And you just heard, you know, five, six sentences from the professional of being able to not pick and choose battles. Oh, I'm the, I'll because, never pick and choose a battle. I'm the okay, worst. so coming from the other side of this, I was thinking from somebody that does pick and choose their battles, what really got me deeply thinking was the fact that I said, I got to a point where I didn't even know which battle to pick and choose. And I was picking the wrong one. So who's the deciding factor of that, right? If your perception of what to choose and you don't really even know and it can't, it can like really affect the relationship. I was picking things that deep down I was like I didn't really even care about that but then the ones that I did care about I never brought up and so it's kind of like crap well I think that we're all humans and we process things differently so I'm somebody that I'm very reactive and I can't hold anything in like I wear my emotions on my sleeve like you know if I'm upset you know when I'm annoyed you know if I'm sad you know all of the things I have to get things out because then I relax and I feel better. And that's not always a great approach because things can come out too quickly before I've processed it. Mm-hmm. So it comes out um, and not the way that I would like it to where you're somebody who takes more time to be thoughtful of how you want to go about bringing something up. But the problem is what we found in our relationship, something we work on is that you were waiting a really long time to get things out that you wanted to talk to me about and you would go so long and if something small happened it would end up blowing up into a bigger fight because you had pushed down what you were feeling you know 100 that's would, the problem and I, I would analysis due to paralysis or paralysis due to analysis when it came down down to this because i wear my heart on my sleeve as well you do and it's very visible when i'm upset i was upset today at work and people could tell immediately they're mm-hmm. like are you okay today what's going on I just couldn't shake it. You have it. the ultimate was, bitch face. I, I do. And then I, my, my, my whole demeanor crumbles. Like, it, it just really does. And so I've been working on that in general. I've been trying to pull myself out and, you know, starting fresh and starting over. But I think, too, you know, getting into, I, I would basically be worried that I would bring up a conversation 
and then Kim would be upset about it and react and then I wouldn't be able to express myself in the way that I wanted to. So then I would just think it's better just not to say anything. To say anything at all. And what happens is, and I think most couples can relate to this. I mean, we've had this conversation millions of times. Other friends that are couples, have ha- I've talked to them about it. Like when you get into a fight with your partner and you're like, it was about the dumbest thing ever. It was about the smallest thing and it ended up just escalating into this big thing and you're left with like a bomb went off and you're like, how did that happen, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff happens and that's what happened with us because it was something so small but because there were battles that weren't picked the stuff festered within and then it has to come out at some point. It's going to always come out. There is no way to brush anything under the rug. It always comes out in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so it would blow up into something big because it wasn't addressed from the beginning. Right. And I think that is like the biggest lesson learned is that there is a, you know, we always hear communication is everything and it's so cliche, but it is so true because if it's finding a way to communicate without leaving a path of destruction, mm-hmm. without fighting a battle, but being able to express what's actually happening and how you're feeling to try to work through something before it gets to the battle zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I, and I think that's what you and I have really worked on because, you know, it'd be little things of I would cut you off during a conversation. You would say something. I would snap back at you you would snap back at me and then we end up saying things like last week this and that. Yeah, like, all the bullshit or comes you up. always do this. Oh or you God, don't al- say always. Right. Oh, you so, want to see rage. So then basically, you know, Kim fights very well and, and so do I. Like we're, we're, we're both very, we can be very aggressive and we also... We're can, passionate fighters. We can put our heels we're on the yellers. ground and usually somebody will back down, right? Somebody will be like, okay, I've had enough or whatever. We don't. Like, we've gotten to a point where now, you know, through working on it and stuff like that of, well, one, the whole depth of it is getting to a point where there's no longer festering, like, explosives inside of you. And now we've seen when things do upset us, I don't have anything that I've been festering in because we've been working on this. Yeah. So our fights are ended with the actual situation that happened. Right. And, and that's the, that's the key is that if, if we can just like focus on the situation at hand, right? We're having a conversation, a disagreement, an argument or whatever about a certain situation and not letting it then trample over into, well, what happened last week or the week before and all these other or things. Or months before, Yeah, all these other before. things come in and you're like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense. And so... That, I guess, is kind of the whole point of not picking and choosing your battles, but finding when things are really bothering you, not trying to to say, we'll talk about it another time, or this isn't important, or this isn't worth it. Because or if it's not something at all. Right. Because if it's something that keeps coming up to you, it's worth to have a conversation and to be able to do it in a way where you can sit down. I, and I always say this, and I think this is super important, is that we always say, and we again, we hear this all the time, but it's not it's not what you say, it's how you say it. 100%. And so in the heat of a moment, if Aaron and I are arguing and he's like, 
Oh, and by the way. And by the way, it's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, is that really the best time to probably bring this up when, like, emotions are already high and we're already kind of butting heads? It's like taking that and being able, and again, this is something that we work on all the time, is being able to say, I'm going to put a pin in this. And then being able to sit down the next day or whenever and be like, hey, piggybacking up that conversation, you know, this came up and is something that really bothers me. And here's my thoughts and feelings about it. Like, that's such a different approach to a conversation where the other person is going to be more apt to like be responsive instead of being on defense, which is usually what happens. Well, and I can say in my relationships, you know, you're the first person ever to basically look me dead in the face and say, when you beat your chest and get angry, which is what typically guys do. They, they think that it's like, I'll just mm-hmm. yell and then I, I'm showing you that I'm mad. Yeah. So now you need to back down, right? Like you need to back off me. And that's typically how things work. But what I realized is Kim said, when you beat your chest and you get loud, I get louder and it doesn't work and I don't hear you and yeah. it, it goes nowhere. So basically over time testing this out, I have realized that, when we are yelling, I actually want to like, you know, stop or whatever. And then the next day it's like, hey, can we talk about, you know, a little bit more about this? I have some more things yeah. that I want to say. And when I'm talking to you like this, you said that it was more powerful that way. And you actually heard me, which is what any of us want in a relationship yeah. is to feel heard and understood and not defensive. And this has been work. Well, and we all, and it's like, it's like, we all know that that's always like, the goal in life in a relationship to right. is to be like, let's have, let's sit down and have a great conversation and not, you know, beat each other's chest and like, you know, keep going at it. Like that's always the goal. I feel like for all people, I think again, it's about figuring out what works for you in your relationship and how you communicate. But I think again, just going back to never choosing battles to pick always addressing things that need to come up because even if it's uncomfortable in that moment or you're spending a day talking or you're spending a day, you know, maybe having tougher conversations, being able to overcome and work through it and come out the other side is going to make your relationship stronger and healthier than just saying, I don't want to get into it. I'm just not going to talk about it right now. I just thought of this. If there's something that happens between you and your spouse and you go to work the next day, and you tell somebody you work with about it, that conversation needs to be had with your spouse. Oh, yeah. If you had enough of a of a trigger to say, hey, man, guess what Like Kim did last night? Like This is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Or when Kim does this, it really upsets me. If you're talking to somebody else about it, that is a necessary trigger to say, yo, I should probably be having this conversation with Kim. Because it's going to keep coming up, and you're just going to keep getting madder and madder and madder about it. Yep. 100%. And so, which leads kind of to the next thing that came up for the during that podcast was they talked a lot about anger. Mm. And it was a really interesting take. Th- yeah, because here's the thing is we all anger is a real emotion. Like it's a very obviously it's a real emotion. Right. It's a very palpable emotion. Like we can feel that rage where you gotta like let it out like it like builds up inside like but i also think that people say control your anger control your anger and i feel like people do say control your emotion control your enthusiasm because there's an extreme to all of it but i think 
that's what triggered me was somebody put language around something that I never thought about before. And I never, I never looked at it in a positive way, right? Of anger, expressing anger in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Other, well, other than sports. Right. <laughs> because here's the thing. It's like excitement and anger are really similar, right? Like we, we get, we get worked up. Like we, we can feel the emotion. Like we can feel something like rising inside of us and excitement is fun because we're screaming and we're hollering and we're jumping up and down and we're high-fiving people like oh my gosh and like we're just releasing that emotion like emotions are meant to be released like sadness you you cry you feel better like emotions have to be released through the system. Well what happens when you feel sexual you release it right? Yeah there's like that built-up tension and once you release it you're like ha you can take a deep breath. Right. Anger is the same way but I feel like anger is looked at negatively because you when you release anger it could be dangerous depending on who you are and the way you go about it right like to go release anger and like pound someone's face in like that's not productive or healthy or right. wait you know or breaking windows and doors right and- right but finding a way it was an interesting thing because it's like we knew that but it's like hearing like wow like anger comes up and it has to be released and so they were talking about like air punching. <laughs> well, he said with his kids, he gets really angry <laughs> and with his kids. And so he walks into the other room and he like shadow boxes, but like frantically. Yeah. <laughs> but then he can come back in and, and it's released. It's yeah. gone. And I think it was really interesting because I feel that pressure build mm-hmm. up and you don't want to come across as a psychopath, right? right. Especially during an argument. If we would have never had this conversation, that's what I think is funny. Because now when Kim and I get into an argument, You're I'm just, just going to start shadow, shadow boxing as fast as I can. And she's going to know that I'm upset and I need to release my anger. And give me a second and I'll come, I'll come back. I can't. But people say go for a walk. But I don't think the walk really expresses it, right? Yeah, like, it needs to come out. It needs to come out. And whether yeah. that's like running, but a lot of people when you're a kid, like I've punched through many walls, many doors. You know, you're I've bro- more of a head I've broken my hand before punching something because I was upset. Like things happen, you see it all the time. And that has a negative connotation of like, ooh, like, whoa, like they're a hothead or whatever. Yeah. Right? But for some reason, I don't know why, but when you and I were listening to this conversation, a light bulb went off. And it just kind of made it more acceptable. And I don't know why. Because it's because it puts language around something you feel where it isn't a negative thing to want to release anger if you do it in a healthy way. So if you're in a fight with somebody or you're feeling upset about something that's going on, like, again, it goes back to like not pushing it down because anger manifests in the body is sickness and all kinds of things. Like you never want to push anything down. We want to let it out. But it's it's society has a negative thing around releasing anger. It's an emotion that should be controlled. So be so they put context around releasing it by punching the air releasing it by you know screaming banging out a pillow Ah. right and it's like wow that's actually such great advice like if if, now again if you and i were in the middle of a fight and i just started like ripping a pillow to shreds and like feathers are flying everywhere and i was just like punching a pillow like it would kind of be an awkward situation it just but after have like hearing that it's kind of like okay that's actually a normal response like to maybe let yourself into another room and air punch or punch a pillow or throw your teddy bear against the wall whatever you need to do 
throw things at, like, uh, uh, we were watching Grey's Anatomy and they were throwing dog toys. On the wall. Yeah. Just something to release and then be like, okay, wow, I felt that move through me and now I feel like I can come back a little bit calmer and have a conversation. Well, and I think, I think what it really was, was you and I were listening to this together, obviously not in a fight, in an inspired way, and we both agreed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody has this conversation because... If we were in an argument and I start like shadow boxing the wall in an aggressive way, you would instantly think it's a show of force. Oh, you know I would what I'm just saying? think you were weird. No, if we were fighting, you'd be cool, bitch. Yeah, I'd like, be like, you're so angry. You're such a psycho. Ooh, like, I would say you're so angry. Yeah. Yeah, you're such an angry person. Like, you need to be able to control that. Like, it would be like I'm. I'm, I'm shying away from the issue at hand and trying to show my force, right? I'm trying to show my aggression. But now that we've had this conversation, it's out in the open. I actually, if you screamed into a pillow, I would just basically be like, okay, like, do you feel better? I need to go do that, actually. Like, it's a really good breaking point to yeah. get back to. Or even if you, I think, like, doing it in the privacy of a room, if you can do that, or like a bathroom, because I think just like letting it out and being alone without somebody watching you or judging you or, or like internally thinking like, oh my gosh, this person's crazy. Like, I think just having that moment to yourself to be like, hey, I need a moment to like go let out my anger and I'll come back when I'm ready. And I think that having that conversation up front is like, the other person can recognize that and say, whatever, go do your thing. Right. And then come into the room and punch the fuck out of a pillow or punch the air, which I still think is a hilarious sight. And then come back and collect yourself and go back when you're ready. I agree. I think we're going to start implementing that. 100%. But again, getting to a point where for me, I realized, one, I like that we've had this conversation now because it kind of puts a break. If we have the argument and I feel the rage coming up, then I can take that break and I can go air punch something um, and let that emotion out, which then allows me to reset and come back calmer, Mm -hmm. which I think always gets you to a good place when somebody is the calm one, even if the other person is the angry one, it's easy to deescalate the situation when someone's being calm. But my finishing, my final words that I really wanted to say was it all boiled down to um, the why for me. And, you know, when we, Whatever it was, I have no idea when our last like fight was, but it was we were in the other house and we got into that big argument and I just realized that a lot of stuff came up for me that I had not that I had picked and choose my battles and they were festering in there and they came up. And that feeling of I caused something that then I have to go back and realize do I really mean that or did I just say it out of anger because it was like somewhere deep inside of me? Mm-hmm. And realizing that it's easier for me to address things day by day than end up with the feeling that I had post-fight. And so I don't like that feeling when our relationship is off like that. I don't like when you and I aren't like clicking on all cylinders, when you and I aren't connected. And that makes me feel bad and I don't like that feeling. And so therefore, I don't want to do that. So I try to improve. Yeah. So when if you don't really care to improve, then all of this is just... Null and void for right. your well, relationship. Well, relationships are work, always. Right. And, you know, some are more work than others. But I think it's healthy conversations to have. And I think that's why we wanted to share this podcast is because 
listening to that brought up conversations we had with ourselves of things that we want to think about in our own relationship. And the picking and choosing battles is a big one of like really finding healthy ways to have conversations that aren't destructive, that don't lead to lead to fights, that don't lead to chaos, but are just able to sit down and really discuss things that are coming up in the relationship and not hiding or festering or putting anything down. And then also being able to set a boundary, even just like sharing with your partner, hey, listen to Kim and Aaron's podcast. They were talking about letting out anger. And, and how like, do you feel about Yeah, that? and how do you feel about that? And like setting some boundaries of being like, I want to go release some anger and there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually a really positive, healthy thing to do when you're doing it in a way that isn't hurting anybody else. And by hurting, not even just physically, but the words you're saying to your partner and things that come out when you're feeling angry are destructive. So if you can take a pause, take a beat and go let that out and collect yourself and come back when you're ready, even if that is ripping your, you know, your bed to shreds, like, do what you need to do and then come back and just having that permission by listening to that podcast and be like, wow, that's really smart. It was like, that's great. You know? So we wanted to share that. I think we need almost like a relationship course. Cause I'm just like sitting here thinking about, you know, the fact that, you know, they say communication is the best in a relationship, but what they don't tell you is everybody communicates differently. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how your partner communicates. And if you don't want to learn that, you're never going to learn how to communicate with them. And your two individuals living in one house have two separate ideas, two separate ways of going about things. There's going to be things that you have to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so having these conversations is being like, hey, when we get into arguments, like, is it okay if I just kind of like, if I feel myself getting upset, I'm just going to say a code word and then I'm going to go like just punch the air and come back and we'll reset and we'll talk because I don't like getting that aggressive with you. It's like having those simple conversations like that go a long way. 100%. Setting boundaries and rules and relationships. And I think being really clear and understanding <laughs> of what you need, but also the partner being able to be receptive to that because you have to let people deal with things the way that they need to deal with them. And that was one of our biggest issues in the beginning, which is a totally another tangent. But, you know, I always wanted you to react the way that I reacted and mm -hmm. realizing like you're another human being, you're your own personality, your own things going on, your own thoughts, ways of doing things. I can't expect you to handle things the way I handle things. You need to handle things the way you do. And you need to communicate to me and let me know what you need. And I need to respect that as your partner. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how each other works. And that's not always easy to do. It's easy to talk about. It's not always easy to do in the moment. Right. And so those are the type of conversations that we constantly have <laughs> to try to understand each other better. But do you remember when a lot of times I would have something that like upset me, but it's hard for me to really come across to you, like to paint that pretty picture of what's bothering me where you're just... You have a way of articulating your words that are very clear and concise, mm -hmm. and you're able to express yourself in that way, which is a beautiful gift. Where me, I shoot and miss the target all the time, but Your after like pains. what velocity pains? No, but I'm not even talking about that. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But basically, like I would say something, and you're like, "That doesn't make any sense, babe." And then I would say something else, and then you would start to feel like kind of like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like just 
snowballing me with all these things, but we actually realized that a lot of times you'll talk this out with me and I'll finally get to like what I'm getting at. When you I'm, have to like peel back the I have layers. to peel back the layers. I always say that I just need to throw some pizza on the wall and see what sticks because I'm feeling a certain way and I'm struggling and then you'll be like, does that really bother you? And I'm like, no. And then we'll just talk it out. But I have that open space to speak to you and to communicate in the way that I know how to communicate. Right. Which is learning that about each other because yeah. I'm somebody who's very like direct and by the time I come to you <laughs> I've to worked point. I've worked through it on my own. So dealing with somebody who has to peel back every layer but do it with me was really frustrating because mm-hmm. then they're just like what do you need? Get to the point. What's up? What's bothering you? Instead of going through every single layer with you, we ha- we go through it very differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Anyways, we could go on and on and on yeah. because I feel like there's so much there. But, um, but yeah, we'll end it there. Hopefully you took something positive away from this pod that you can share with your partner. Yeah. And, um, you know, implement some healthier ways to have conversations with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? And just know Don't punch the air. Again, it's a growth and you're always learning and you're always growing. But hopefully you're growing together and, and willing to grow together because that's what makes a strong relationship. Yep. So. All right. Until next week, my friends, we will see you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday on the dot. Anyway, we're out. Gonna go eat. Deuces.